Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we randomly select a horror movie every week, and we watch it and we talk about it. I'm Bob. And I'm Ben. And this is a new season. It's a new season of the show. Ah, we're three in, Ben. Do you think we'd make it this far? Hi, you know... Not really. <laughs> I I thought you might quit on episode zero, so. I wasn't going to give up that easy, Benjamin. I'm not that big of a baby. Now, I will admit, I'm a mm. giant baby. Like, there are some movies that we watched that probably shouldn't have scared me, but they definitely did. But, you know. You got in here. Yeah, I got in here I, eventually. I'm more surprised that we're, this is what, episode 21? Yeah. Of official episodes? Oh, good God. The number of actual episodes of the podcast are getting, I don't like, when we get, it's approaching 40 at this point. I think this is 30... Something. 34? 33? 32? Somewhere I in there? I don't know. We're, we're, we got a lot. Yeah, we got a lot of content and out there. And for, like, just recording history, we started in late October. Mm-hmm. Around Halloween, actually. Yeah, which is basically the, the butt end of it. So, basically, November. Yeah. And it is... March? March. Yep. So... About five months, five and months. we've done close to forty episodes. How many? How many episodes a week is that? More than one. It's more than one, and the vast majority of those episodes have been in the last two months, maybe. We've been really cranking out content. It's been kind of crazy, to be honest. I'm surprised that oh, I haven't missed a release yet. Yeah, we've been I'm gonna be good. honest. Lake Mungo was close. I was up to the wee hours of the morning editing that Yeah, but that even movie. if you missed it, it would have been just like a couple hours late. Sure. It still would have been on the day, which is Yeah, but I like fine. to have them drop at about at almost exactly midnight. I know. Because that's the you know, the night of the It's release. nice, I'm just saying. Like I don't think we would have missed it, missed it either. It was re- recorded and it was mostly done. Yeah, I just had it was a pain. It was a pain. All right. Well, uh since this is a new season for anyone who isn't aware and is just tuning in now on this season. Yeah, we have been which, getting a lot of new viewers lately, new which viewers, is awesome. Like, but we also, really appreciate it. Good time to tune in because the content gets better every season, I think. I don't know. We might have peaked at season two, Ben. Yeah, but over our two-season run, season two was better than season one. Fair enough. Also, fingers crossed we're going to be on Spotify this season. Hold on. Because... I don't want to. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. I don't want to. I don't want to put any expectations on anything. Fingers crossed. We put expectations on this season one. It is three seasons later. Two seasons later. Calm down. Five months. <laughs> Five months. It's fine. It's fine. Um, not upset about it or anything. But this season might be the first season where we're like on Spotify. I'm not sure like how release is gonna work for that. <sighs> if We've we're gonna talked drop about it every episode at one time so we're up to date or if we're going to have to spread it out because of how the RSS feeds work. Yeah, we don't know exactly how it works yet because we have not basically we got to a point and went well we cannot progress any further until we have this thing and we don't have the thing. Which is art. Which is art because for to upload to the RSS feed at all you have to have a certain size like cover art photo for the podcast and it has to be a certain number of pixels and it has all these requirements so we, I asked one of my artist friends who is like actually a really professional artist to make it and and it's just taking a while because he's very busy. And also, if you listen to last week's episode, the file got corrupted and he had to restart. Oh, yeah, that was real bad. So, you know, a couple of setbacks here or there. But eventually, we will be on Spotify, Apple yeah. Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You can find us there at some point. Yeah, and point being, it looks like it might be this season. I hope to that God. That gets up there. So hopefully, we'll get up on Spotify while recording this season. And by the time we're done with it, we should be up to date on Spotify, hopefully. Hopefully. So, good place to start for that reason, also because the content's better. 
Um, so if you're new or if you're returning and you just want a refresher, what we do here is we have a nine by nine board. Three it's by divided three. three by three. Yeah, it's nine, nine by spaces. nine would be eighty one squares. Then I would mega board. If we no, that's I'm not doing that. It's like Jeopardy. No, but yeah, Bob's right. It's a three by three. It's nine spaces. I get confused sometimes. I've been up for too long, a long time at this point. One would say. Some would say six hours. God damn, bro. Um, I got up at like, I don't know, 1 p.m. maybe? I know. I got up at 8. Yeah. I was also hell? up till 3. <sighs> bar hopping. Really? Uh, Fucking A. Only till 1, and then we went home and we watched uh, like movies and shit. Mm. I only have one day a week I can do stuff with friends, really. <laughs> it's true. And it sucks. But, sidetracked again, we have a 3x3 three three board. Yeah. It's divided into three categories. Each mm-hmm. category has three spots. How it works is I choose one category, Bob chooses another, and then we randomly select one. And that happens at the end of each board on our wrap-up episode. So the last wrap-up episode, uh, which came out for season two last week, we we announced our categories for this board. So my category is the Wild Wild West. So good. So that is Western movies. Specifically, that is referring to, I guess we could say theme and not generally the classic association of what a western movie should be mm-hmm. so it's more like set in the wild west around the 1800s kind of yeah and feel. you said specifically no neo-westerns yeah it's no neo-westerns so it's not like it doesn't have the feel of a western but set in the modern day yeah that like something count. like tremors or i would say nope nope maybe but tremors is a very good tremors example. is a very good one like tremors is not going to be on here because it's in that the makes modern me day. really sad because you know i love tremors oh, i love tremors it's great but you know we'll get to that one eventually our Random category mm-hmm. was my random category Which, suggestion yeah, this dude, time. I can't believe your random got chosen first round. That's insane. Yeah, that was lucky for me, but we're doing J-horror for that one. Yeah, good old Japanese horror. Which we've seen one Japanese horror movie on the show. Yeah, that was a Audition. That was our episode with Abby. Abby one so of our friends. That turned out, I think, decent. I, that is such a good movie. The only issue here is I'm not sure how many of you guys listening like foreign films. So yeah, it's fair. You know, that might not be the funnest category for you guys, but... But see, there they, are so many classic horror movies that are, like, American remakes of Japanese horror. Yeah, so... So it's going to be really cool watching the source material. We'll be looking at some source material for some stuff. Uh, we will probably also be looking at some movies that didn't get adapted, so that'll be cool. Ooh, that's um, so exciting. Not sure how many of you are interested in that, but it'll be fun for us. Yeah. And then Bob's category was... H.P. Lovecraft stories. Yes, and we determined that they have to be H.P. Lovecraft stories that are based on writings. Yes. And not just, like, Lovecraftian in nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because that would be more, I would say, cosmic horror yeah. is more what that would be. That, but also, like, there is, so, like, Lovecraft wrote all his books, and they're basically in its own Lovecraft universe, right? Mm-hmm. But that universe is basically open for other people to write in. Oh, that's cool. So there's other stories set there, or just generally things that use terms or ideas from the Lovecraft universe. Classic example is Cthulhu. Well, yeah. Cthulhu and a lot of stuff. Literally a whole TTRPG system based on Cthulhu. Well, that is actual Lovecraft. But you get the point. You can have things that are heavily inspired by Lovecraft that are considered Lovecraftian, but aren't based on stories by him. So we're making it just based on stories can be super loosely sure but generally based on stories Lovecraft wrote I got to be able to point out one and go it's that one yeah exactly all right um 
having explained that, do you have anything you want to talk about that happened this week? Um, in your wonderful, boring life? Not really. No, I didn't do a lot this week. It was mostly work. My dog has been kind of... What are you doing? See, this is what I'm talking about. My dog. Look at her, Ben. I don't look at her. Why is she, she being so She gets excited dumb? if I look at her. Piper, what are you doing? I heard a man come down the stairs. That's why. Ah, uh, she must be ex- wondering who's outside. Interesting. Uh, no, just nothing interesting. My dog is a menace per usual, but you know, the audience doesn't get to hear that. I cut when she screams. Yeah, mostly. Well, I get to hear that. <laughs> well... I do have one thing. Oh. It's not it's not me related though. It's podcast related. Okay. It's podcast content. We usually name these categories. Yeah. And when we did the wrap up last week, we were trying we were really stretching to come up with a good name. We were really struggling. Oh, for the board? For yeah. this board. Like the season name. The because se- each board is specifically its own season because it's ten episodes all like compiled into one set, right? Yeah, it's currently named Yippie Kaye in my file folder. Yippie Kaye is fine. But hear me out. I already pitched this one to you, and you said it was good. So I, I want to use it, if that's okay. I'm not sure which one it was, because some of them were uh, well, one of them is, concerning. One of them we're definitely not using, because I realized that it was probably not a good idea. Yeah. You know, like dad jokes. You know, jokes that fathers tell. Everyone knows what a dad joke is. It's like, dads always tell stupid jokes like, I don't know, X person, wa- X person, X person, and X person walk into a bar. So I think this board should be called... So this also just how racist jokes start <laughs> well hear me out hear me out hold on a cowboy a racist and a japanese man walk into a bar i think that's a good ca- i think that's a good ep- like board title considering it wraps everything up and it's kind of funny all right i don't know we couldn't come up with any good ones i really tried well we can go with that or yippee kaye i it doesn't matter <laughs> you sound so disheartened well, we just didn't have a good one this we just time. Didn't, like last time, there were some themes that worked, so we could do it. We'll right? keep we'll keep working on it. We might come up with something better. Yeah, maybe we'll come up with something better. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, nothing to talk about this week. No, you got anything, Ben? Yeah, uh, it's spring break next week for me, so it's been very busy with like homework and stuff. Yeah, but then I'm off, which would be nice. You'll be off. Um, Does that mean we get to record more? No, because you don't like recording during the week. Yeah, fair enough. So it has no relevancy to the podcast. It has relevancy to us playing video games, though. That is true. Because <laughs> Maybe we'll play some we Factorio. We haven't been able to do that in how long? Oh, God. Like two months? When did we last load up Factorio? It's been a while. I don't know. That was a Christmas gift. Or don't gift. starve. Yeah. Or don't starve, yeah. Speaking of Christmas gifts, yours will be here soon. I keep getting shipping <laughs> updates on it. <laughs> when did you order that? Like Before Bob, Christmas. <laughs> Bob ordered me a CD. But I think it was a month before Christmas. A month before Christmas. It, but the thing is, it didn't come out until April. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. But so, it, like, it was long enough where we both just forgot about it. I completely it. forgot about it. I looked at my phone and went, "Who? Why do I have an Amazon <laughs> notification? Or not Amazon? Like a uh, an email for a thing that? I, what? What did I buy? And I was like, "Oh, I bought that thing. It's finally coming in. Hell yeah! Yeah, completely forgot about it. But." That'll be nice. Aside from that, I I did a lot of cooking this week, and I can by tell. this week I mean specifically like Friday and Saturday. Mm, I um, see. On Friday I made hamantashen, which is what now? I they're, don't know what that is. They're like an Ashkenazi cookie. Okay. It's it's a Jewish cookie. Yeah, but yeah. But like yeah. specifically from like one group. Does this have those dried apricots you were giving me in them? Yes and no. So it's a like a shortbread cookie mm-hmm. with jam in it. That sounds good. And they're shaped like a man named Haman's ear. Oh, is that why they're called what they are? Yeah. They some people also say like it's hat, but they're the other word for it is something Haman, which is ear. So these ones Holy shit, those are huge, bro. I brought them with me. So I'm showing Bob right now. 
These ones are raspberry preserves. Oh, those are probably so good. And the other ones I made are apricot jam. I like that a part of the podcast has become, what food does Ben bring? What so, does Ben have? I made those on, I think, Friday. So you're welcome to have one, Bob. I will try one I brought on the podcast. With us. Oh, it's, oh, it's way more solid than I thought. See, yeah, it's it a, looks... It's a, like a harder short sherbet, not sherbet, butter cookie, whatever it's called. Like a shortbread cookie, yeah. Yeah, shortbread. Yeah. Because uh, it's kosher, so there's no milk or butter or anything. Oh, really? Yet. Yeah. Huh. Oh. <laughs> I saved it. I almost got jam all over my pants. Piper, you Actually, can't have the jam some. solidifies because you bake it. Not hard solidifies, but like. Hold on. It firms up. These slap. These are really so good. So that's the raspberry one. I think the apricot ones are the better ones. Well. Both in like flavor and in texture, but that's just me because I really like apricots. I can tell. But also, it's like a more common jam in these. So I did that, and then yesterday, I made a spicy peanut butter soup. What? The closest I can describe it is it's a vegetable soup, but like flavor profile-wise, it tastes closer to like a something Thai, because mm-hmm. it has like a, a chili pepper, like chutney stuff in there, mm. and then you put in peanut butter, so it kind of has like the same flavor profile as like pad Thai. Like peanut sauce. Yeah. And then I also made... A gallon of pickled cauliflower. Dude, you have been doing so much cooking lately. This was in the last two days. But lately, two days. There's my big jar. Oh, my Lord. There's like a pound of like the pearl onions, mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, serrano and habanero Oh, peppers, it's going to be like spicy pickled cauliflower? And then like three heads of cauliflower. Holy shit. These are really good. Like really good. I didn't know what to expect, but this is like... These are tasty. You always, I feel like every time we come on the podcast, we always have some random ass food. It's good though. All right. Well, after the cookie update, explaining how the show works again for new viewers. She's zooming. Oh my lord! I did not expect. You want to try an apricot one on uh, audio? <laughs> I'd say video, but like. Oh no! Speaking of apricots, that reminded me. I want to talk about this. This man. So he comes in. So he comes into work on what Monday? Monday or mm-hmm. Tuesday? Was it Wednesday? I don't remember. I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday, he comes in, and he's got this bag full of fruit. Yeah. Dried fruit. Dried fruit. And I'm like, okay. Like, he offers me a piece, and I'm like, okay, what kind of fruit is this? Is it an apricot? I'm like, okay, apricots are fine. I've had, like, you know, an apricot juiced before. Not juiced. Like, a, a normal apricot. He hands me a dried apricot. God, God awful texture. <laughs> the worst texture of almost anything I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> Tastes pretty so good, far. <laughs> So far. And now he's trying to get me to try these apricot cookies. What is he eating apricots? Okay, so you're eating the raspberry one right now? Yeah. Try the apricot one. It's so much better. I, I, I like the, the raspberry ones, but... I don't want to waste this yet. I know, but you can just take a bite of the other one and then put it also down on the table. I'll eat the apricot one later. All right. It's a good audio podcast for us eating cookies. I just meant, like, you can get your reaction live on audio. I could do it in the post or something. Yeah, but it's easier to do it now. You just take a bite of it. My mouth full. All right, fair enough, I guess. It's not like you can't chew or anything. I'm working on it. Anyway, this man has an, an apricot obsession that I just wanted to let grieve out into the world. All right, well, you got to choose a category. Yeah, I do. We haven't done that yet. So, of the three categories, I think we talked about this, and I don't, this may, uh, this might come out wrong. I'm, I'm excited for Wild West the most, by far. I've been, I have not shut up about it. Ben can t- attest. I am so excited to see what the hell you put in here. It just goes on and on. It does. But Japanese horror, very good from what I've seen and what I've heard. But then there's also Lovecraft, which is my category. Which every board we've done, my category has been my least favorite, which is starting to piss me off. Like, I'm just like, can I not pitch a good category for fuck's sake? Nope. Not allowed, apparently. 
All right, we're going to the Wild West. I'm too excited. I can't not choose it. I have to. I have to All start right. with the Wild West. I have to. And in honor of board number three, I will choose spot number three. Okay. What's the name of the movie, Ben? The Wind. That is so nothing. That doesn't give me anything about this. That is awful. That's. I don't know why that is so menacing. Yeah. It's called The Wind? Yep. Okay. What's it about, Ben? All right. So, the description. Yeah. A woman is faced with the harshness and isolation of the American plains in this... In the late 1800s. <laughs> oh, God. What's wrong? I don't know. It's so ominous and menacing. I didn't think that was ominous and menacing at all. The movie's called The Wind. Yeah. It's about some lady alone on the windy plains of the American Southwest. It doesn't have to be the Southwest. It's actually more likely the Northwest. Okay. Because that's where, like, the Great Plains are. But Sure. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Let's keep going. All right. 2018 film. Holy shit. I'm actually very surprised by how new that is. It's an hour and 28 minutes long. Okay. It's rated R. Thank God. Review scores. IMDb gave it a 5.6 out of 10. Tomato Meter gives it an 81%. And then the audience score is a 48. So we could kind of go either way, but we usually go with the the critic scores. Normally. Normally. All right. So uh, as far as like awards go, it has one win and six nominations. Its win is in 2020 for the Online Film Critics Society Award for Best Non-Theatrical Release. So this didn't go to theaters at all? No. Interesting. That's what non-theatrical release means. I just wanted to make sure. So, like, kind of actors to look out for. I think there's only, like, six, but... Okay. Caitlin Gerard as Lizzie Macklin. You might know her as Imogen Rayner in Insidious, The Last Key. You know we haven't seen that. Well, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen it. Julia Goldini... Tellus as Emma Harper. You might know her as Haley in Slenderman. I haven't seen that either. It's probably for the best. I'm sure we'll watch it on the show. Ashley Zuckerman as Isaac Macklin. He also plays Sheriff Nick Good in the Fear Street trilogy. Mm, I haven't seen that, like. but we've said you, you said we need to watch it. I do like that one. It's pretty fun. Dylan McTee as Gideon Harper. He appears as Adam Lucas in Wrong Turn. And I need to specify that is the 2021 remake and not the original. Okay. I don't know what that movie is, but okay. It's like an early, I want to say, naughties film mm. about redneck in a, inbred cannibals. Oh. Redneck mutant inbred cannibals. I forgot the mutant part. Oh, okay. So, okay. It kind of made that genre big for a while. Miles Anderson as the Reverend. Uh, he also appears as Lennox in The Tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, the 2021 one. Mm, okay. And Martin C. Patterson as Eli appears as Lee Stevens in The Rapture. That name it's is a familiar. short. He isn't in many. Things. Okay. All right. So the director is Emma Tommy. Uh, she's also directed two episodes of Into the Dark uh, in the period of 2020 to 2021. I, that, that that sounds familiar, but I don't know what that it's is. Like an an- horror anthology TV show. Okay. Uh, the writer is Teresa Sutherland. She has written seven episodes of Midnight Mass as a staff writer. That is a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? No. It's on Netflix. I know what it is. Highly about, recommend. It. It's but phenomenal. She was a staff writer, so she worked on all the episodes. Uh, she also wrote a short called The Winter, which has a lot in common with this movie because I read the plot of it. Oh, okay. The, the short, I mean. Yeah. The budget, I couldn't find it. Yeah, this seems like a really small film, so I doubt... I doubt we're going to get a ton of really deep information on it, stuff like that. Yeah. Box office, 
the worldwide, which is the one I'm grabbing, yeah. was $130,974. Okay. The U.S. and Canada was 28000 I believe. Okay. So I bring that up because sometimes you'll find sites being like, that's the box office. So I got both. Country of origin, United States. Tagline. Okay. I'm it interested. never stops. <laughs> I, I'm, oh, God. Is this, am I going to get, like, mungoed here? Is this a mungo situation where You're I'm going to get mungoed? <laughs> am I going to, like, God, I'm, I'm nervous, Ben. I actually haven't seen this film. Oh, so yeah. most of the time when we watch a movie, you watch it beforehand. Yeah, I um, I decided, I don't know. Sometimes that's good for me mm-hmm. because, like, when I do my research, I know I can do better research when, like, I've seen the film. Yeah, fair enough. I ha- It's easier for me to do talking points and stuff. But if I haven't seen the film and I'm excited for it, I might just wait to watch it on the podcast. So this one I was excited for. Do you want to guess why? Why, Ben? Because I heard about this film while watching a documentary. Oh. Uh, it's called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, A History of Folklore, which is this big folklore documentary that came out a, like a year or two ago. It's really good. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's like my favorite subgenre. No, I'm stressed. Why are you stressed out, Bob? No, I'm stressed out, man. Why would you be stressed out by that statement that this <coughs> movie appears in a, a documentary? Because that probably means it's a good movie. That's debatable. They did have the, I believe, the director on and the writer. Oh, that's really cool. And their segment. Um, no, it's more the full core aspect. I, I, I have, I have nerves about full core. You haven't really been exposed to much full core. There, there it is. That's my problem, um, and that's what scares me. Because like, I kind of have a general idea based on the name and based on what it is, but actually going into the movie, I don't fucking know. I'm trying to think if we've watched anything that would be considered full core per se. Oh God. From I'm- what from what I've heard about this movie it's not like super far into that genre <sighs> so it isn't it isn't as like as good of an example as like the unholy trinity yeah but apparently there's enough stuff that it fits okay well it makes me nervous but i'll i'll abide all right so uh this film is the feature film directorial debut of emma tommy so the director okay the film premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival on September 10th, 2018 as part of the festival's Midnight Madness section. I assume it was at film festivals for a while because the award I talked about for non-theatrical release was for 2020. Yeah. So it probably bounced around, you know, stuff for a I while. I want to go to a festival or something. It seems like I so do much too, fun. But you tend to be busy. I also tend to be busy, but like <laughs> yeah, you have D&D some weekends, so we uh-huh. can't do everything. Yeah. There is a short horror game that was made for this movie and was released prior to the movie's premiere in order to promote the film. That's cool. Apparently, it's supposed to be very good. It was rated well. What is it called? Uh, I think it's called Just the Wind. Oh, it's just the same name as the yeah. movie? Okay. Uh, That's really cool. From what I could find, it was rated well, but like people were sad because it was very short. Mm, so That sucks. I mean, it's a, it's a game associated with them. Fair enough. I mean, you wouldn't expect them (laughs) to make a full feature-length game or anything like that. That would be ridiculous. And then I think my final fact before we get into the movie is interesting in a way. Okay. Because I basically only found one source that said this because, again, it's a smaller film. Sure. And I don't have the Blu-ray for this, so I can't listen to like the The director director commentary commentary and all that stuff. But I did find this on IMDb, and after checking it out, it seems pretty valid to me. Okay. Uh, But according to IMDb, the film is a remake of a 1927 movie of the same name. Oh. So called The Wind. Um, Interesting. That's an old movie. Oh, yeah. Very old. I haven't seen that film. 
I doubt you've seen it. No, I've not seen um, it. But that film is not only one of the last silent films released by MGM, wow. but it's also generally ranked among the best silent films of all time. Holy shit, really? Yeah. That's really um, cool. And so, again, I haven't seen this movie, mm-hmm. but I did look through the plot of the, the 1927 yeah. The Wind. And just looking at that and going over what I vaguely know about this film, mm-hmm. they seem like they could be pretty close in content. Okay, interesting. Um, so, that's something interesting to think about. I'm Ad- actually excited now. <sighs> additionally, that film is based on a book. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, by Francis Marion, uh, also called The Wind. Holy shit. So if this really is a remake. A remake of an adaptation. Is, it's a remake of an adaptation, which is <laughs> Let's go. wild. But that's all I got. Anything oh, else to add? Wow. No, I'm I'm excited and nervous. I, I feel like most time when we go before a movie, I'm excited and nervous. But I would say this time I'm more nervous than excited. After I don't get why you're that nervous. There's something about the setting that we're going into. Just the desolate plains? Yeah. I Listen. I don't um this this might be too far. One of my greatest fears is being alone. <laughs> so, you know, with the plot of this movie and the way it's set up, I am scared. I am scared that I will be terrified. But we will see. So I guess we're gonna go watch the wind. Hi everybody. And well, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fucking interrupting me in the middle of my sentence, just, you son of a bitch. We just finished watching The Wind. Yeah, we finished the movie. What do you think, Bob? It was kind of what I expected. Mm-hmm. Like from from the from the start, I was. So here's the thing about doing like Western as a category. I I was curious if it was going to be a movie that sort of dealt with what I expected of a classic, like. What I expect in a Western, like, horror movie is something supernatural, right? That's my initial thought uh-huh. is ghost. Yeah. Which is, or demons. Because that's, in my mind at least, that's a very common Western trope, I guess. Because, like, the church is always always associated with, like, Westerns. Yeah. Okay. Which kind of le- led me, I don't know. I feel like either it's going to be, my, my options for when we go into this category of Westerns is monster movie, which could be fun. Because monster <laughs> cowboys fighting. Awesome. Or, in this case, ghost, supernatural stuff, which is what we got in this one, which I think is very cool, very scary. Because a big thing for me when it comes to being scared by movies like this is the idea of isolation in the Wild West, being alone out in there in the middle of nowhere, is so scary. Like, that's terrifying, right? Sure. Okay. Not not to you. Not you don't to find, me. You don't find that scary at all? Nah. The, the idea of being, like, alone in a cabin in the middle of plains, nah. nothing for miles... Sounds kind of nice, actually. You're a fucking crazy person. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything to say about this movie that isn't like a spoiler or anything? No, no. I think we can just jump right in. I'm, I'm All kind right. of. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Well, I'm not really gonna summarize this movie too well because not a lot happens. It's a very much. An, I don't want to see a nothing movie, but yeah, not a lot of stuff actually happens. But basically, it's about this woman, and she's alone on a homestead. Yeah. In the middle of the Great Plains. And basically there's this background story of they had these neighbors next door. Mm-hmm. And one of the neighbors gets pregnant and dies. And yeah. so part of the story is dealing with, like, what exactly happened. And it, it's a really hard story to unpack, like, for us to describe it because it jumps around in time a lot. 
Yeah. And it doesn't tell you it's jumping around in time. Nope, it just does it. So some of the scenes might seem like they're at one point in time, but they're not. Yep. They're at another point in time. Because there's no transition. It, it just goes. It just goes. And a lot of times, the main woman will be sitting in the same place when there's a time transition. Mm-hmm. So it's very subtle. So don't really know how to explain this movie. It's, um, I, it's a lot. The big thing I'm going to say, and I think this is going to be all I'm going to say for a summary, is that at its core, what the story is, is a discussion. It's either saying, hey, this woman's alone in the prairie, and there's a demon that's Haunting like this the fuck out of her. wind-based shapeshifter thing. Yeah. Or she's going insane. Yep. <laughs> either One of, one of two that's ways. That's basically what the story is, is it's playing around with that idea of what's happening. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add to that summary, Bob? No, because there's nothing more. Okay. So, that sounds interesting to you. Go watch it, I guess. It's an hour and a half. It's not very long. It's not that long. Did you like it? <sighs> it's fine. That was kind of my feeling with it, too. It is completely fine. It's I, fun. It does some cool stuff that I really like. There are some cool things that I enjoy, but there are some things that I really just could not stand. Okay. Before we get into that, I'm going to ask you, do you think there was a demon? Absolutely not. Or do you think she was manic? No, she's just manic. And can't can't process, can't deal with some things that she doesn't know how to process. I mean, that yeah. that's that's my response to that, right? Yeah. Because like, I guess okay. Spoilers, spoilers ahead. I'm about to start. I'm about to start spitting spoilers. Oh, are you actually gonna start spitting spoilers? Not deep ones, but okay. just stuff that just happens that I'm gonna. I'm basically I'm gonna build the case of this woman isn't. The demons aren't real. This woman is just having an episode. Okay, go ahead. Like I said before, uh, the church plays a big role in a lot of uh, Western films, and especially in the early. Uh, 1800s America. Have you ever seen a Western before? No. Okay, so you're just making these things. Well, no, just like, okay, so I'm basing this also of something like Deadlands RPG or something. That the, the church is like an important thing in like, you know. I would say it's more of an important thing in that time period. For yeah. a standard Western, the church is like never mentioned. Exactly. I guess it, for the period, yeah. the church is important, right? That's so there, what I was, yeah. there are lots of like, they pray a lot and stuff like that. And Lizzie is given a pamphlet. And so is Emma. Both of them are actually given a pimp by the same reverend, I assume. That's like, hey, here are these types of demons that ha- that could haunt you in the night. And, like, basically setting up the idea of there being demons in the prairie is already put in her head before the movie even begins. That is something that happens, like, before the neighbors move in, when they first move to the prairie, before she gets pregnant the first time. Or before, she gets, before Lizzie gets pregnant. So, like, the idea of demons have been seeded in her mind by someone that has some form of authority or trust, right? He is a reverend, of course. Yeah. So, assumedly, he is a good person. Then, on top of that, the traumatic loss of a baby from giving birth, that is another traumatic event that happens that occurs to her that is something very, very, very difficult to grieve through, and I don't think that her husband, Isaac, is very helpful in that at all. I would say, yeah, he's very unhelpful, maybe? <laughs> I would say the opposite of helpful. <laughs> So those those are, those are two things. And then the third thing that we don't learn until way later on in the movie that I'm not going to say, but there's a third thing that I think you know what I'm referencing that is very traumatic that may cause something like this to happen. And isolation as like sort of... Isolation as a tool in this movie is used very well. Yeah, it definitely is used very well. And I think when people are alone and they have no other explanation, the mind... Can play tricks on itself. Can play tricks on itself and can wander. And I think that's exactly what happens in this movie. Oh, wait. Is a traumatized woman doesn't know how to deal with the grief of the loss of her son. And she goes mad. And she goes mad. All right. I, I think 
one of the things I wrote down is like my post movie discussion point, mm-hmm. uh, and I think is a very good time to talk about that now. Is this idea of going like mad from the wind, mm-hmm. or just like in the prairie? That's a real thing. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. So it's called prairie madness. Interesting. And it's basically a how should I put this? Like it's a term used to refer to a collection of symptoms associated with individuals who like went mad in the plains. So it's not like a specific clinical illness. It's, okay. you know, multiple things like depression and all that stuff. Sure. And they're not sure why it was caused exactly, but it was described from like the 1800s up until like 1900s. Mm. They think in part because of isolation. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, there was basically a plan where you could get like free land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. 160 acres mm-hmm. uh, if you could work the, the land for like five years. Yeah. And so it created a bunch of homesteads like the one we see in the film mm-hmm. that were like m- a mile apart at minimum. Yeah. Huge and distance between like places. People would just kind of lose it. Especially like in that period when you're either walking or you're riding a horse. That is a fucking trek. And so they, they think that, you know, that's what caused prairie madness. But it, it really is just a a group term for all the different things you could have wrong with you on the prairie. But, I mean, I think that fits kind of what you're saying well. Yeah. No, that that definitely fits. I I could totally see that. I would say a different read on this film. Okay. Are you going to lean into the fact that you think there are actually demons out here? Yes, but that might be partially because you leaned into the other way, and I want to give the opposite. Uh, completely fair. I would say that there is a potential argument that there is demon, mm-hmm. but she's also gone mad. I would say it's both. Fair enough. You know? Mm-hmm. No, completely fair. Um, so she has this pamphlet, right? Yeah. It has the picture on it, like weird demon thing, mm-hmm. uh, that notably kind of looks like the shape. Kind of, yeah, it does look like the shadow thing that is that is plaguing her. Which, I mean, you could make the argument she's seen the, the pamphlet and her mind's created it. Yeah. created it. But then you look at, like, the demons, right? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. I read them when they were on the screen. I read like through a lot of them, too. seconds. Yeah. Did you see what the last one was? The la- I didn't actually see the last one. Okay, the last one was, I believe it's Vetus, Tempter of the Holy, Shapeshifter. Mm. I looked at one of them, I think it was Azul, and it said one that takes you in the night, or like thing that, something that takes things in the night, uh, which yeah, is the one I Azul, thought of. Yeah, the Caesar takes things in the night. Mm-hmm. That was the one I thought instantly. But I was thinking Vetus because it's just Shapeshifter. Fair enough. Also just Tempter of the Holy. Yeah. Would explain um, the reverend. It would. I would maybe make the argument that Tempter of the Holy there is like tempting you to do something bad. Interesting. I guess she uh, does do a couple because, pretty bad things. Well, assumedly, okay, I'm going to give a spoiler here. She stabs someone. Yes. That is attempting for something really bad. Because he's essentially tricking you into doing something. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I mean, obviously you can read this film as it's all madness. You can read it both ways. But I honestly think the film is more evocative if some of the supernatural elements are actually supernatural. Are mm-hmm. Fair, yeah, I mean, I agree with that, but I don't think that... I think I think the movie would work... It works out better. That's my problem with the movie is, th- is that it kind of splits it 50-50. Like, it, it does both, and I don't like that. I would you don't rather... like any movie that does both. That's not true. That is true. I like Emily Rose. That does yeah, both. Yeah, but you said it could have been better if it chose one. My problem with this one is... It, the. It's all loose. Like it, it. I I either wanted it to lean harder or lean less. I the amount it did both ways was not, did not do it for me. So you don't like it doing both, is what you're saying? I guess. 
but it's not that... I think it just didn't do both well enough. I, that's what I'm saying. Because, like, I don't know. I, I think I, I want it to be both because I think that's the better story. Fair enough. But I honestly don't think it gave a compelling argument either way. I don't either. And yet it also didn't give a compelling argument that both things happened. Exactly. So I, it just kind of feels meh. I exactly. think that's my overall view of this film. It's okay. I don't hate it. I, I like the setup and the setting. I like the setup and the setting a lot. That's my problem is I I guess, I guess I'm Deborah Loganing this one. I could see how this could be a lot better. And I like the setup and I like... Basically, certain parts the of the setting. film delivered a lot more yeah, than Yeah, others. there were certain parts of the movie that I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I think the stuff with the Reverend in the house is really cool. Because yeah. it, it, it establishes the idea that, oh, it can shape... Like, the, it had been implied that this thing was a shapeshifter before. But with the Reverend thing, it's like, oh, no, it can really shapeshift. The scene with the goat? The scene with the goat. Actually, the scene with the goat, if I was going to say anything in there, was probably real. Probably that. Really? Yeah. Because it was the most subtle yeah it was it was maybe that might be my issue is because like if you're having a demon that is being its purpose is to drive you mad and to Mm -hmm. shapeshift it is not a demon that's going to be like oh let me walk into the house and then go oh no i messed up yeah no it's going to be one that drives you mad by doing things like with the goat or the wolves i or the wolves so i I guess i would have liked to see more of that same if there was more of that this would have scared more than the piss out of me so less like in your face kind of demon mm-hmm. and more in the background. Oh god. Um, because the movie is very somber and kind of slow. Yeah, I guess there's it's a subtle movie but it changes to be unsubtle by the end, which is a little bit odd. Yeah, like in the switch up doesn't it feels undeserved, I guess? Like I I get why they made it. I get why they switched it up. I get why they did it, but it it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel natural. It just feels like all of a sudden we're going when it was there was nothing happening before. Yeah. Like, I like all the stuff with the actual wind. That was fucking cool. Would you like to see more of that? Yes. I like the idea of... It, it's the fact of, like, she's isolated in this farmhouse, and her only source of light are matches. And every time she tried to light a match, it would go out with because of the wind, and it would come down the chimney and all the effects with it. I think it looks really cool, and I like that idea as a concept. I just think the delivery of the actual demon is lackluster. At best. Basically, you would have thought the film was stronger if it leaned into more subtle stuff. Yeah. Because basically, once it goes full ham, it's kind of mad. Yeah. All right. I actually, I do like this, the the stuff with Isaac, too. At, at the, the end. end. That's cool. It's fine, but it's too in your face. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've kind of talked about it being more subtle over what it was. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really know where to talk about this film too much. Because, like, it executed its premise fine. It yeah, it it did what I expected it to do, right? I actually I do like the use of time, time and dead people coming mm. back as like I wouldn't really consider them apparitions. I guess they would be apparitions. I don't really know how else to describe it. Yeah, I thought the unless appar- that's the demon shapeshifting to look like the dead people. I thought the apparition slash demon stuff was fine. However, I preferred it when it was the more subtle demon slash apparitions. Fair. Like when when they're acting normal. And so you can't tell if they're alive or not versus yeah. when they're acting like demons. I don't know. I, I like the use of uh, Emma's ghost, not her <sighs> ghost. Like, not exactly. Like, when Isaac went out the door and then she opened it and it was Emma, that scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, I guess. I just, I would have preferred the whole thing to be a lot more subtle. Yeah. that That's my that's my takeaway there. I mean, that's completely fair. Like, actually, I like when she's leaving their house and Emma's, like, apparition follows her. That's cool. 
Yeah, that's fine. Like, I enjoy that part. Just because I, I think that is kind of helps it lean into well, into yeah, the question of... Demon. Huh? She, that's definitely a demon. Because that's just for the camera. So she can't see that. Yeah. So, like, it helps it lean more into, like, is it a demon or is it her just going crazy? Because, of course, you would apparate that after we know what happens, I know. right? It's just... I think the thing I found so male about it was, like, the setup is a subtle kind of low supernatural story. And if it, it was if it was more low and slow. And then they, they didn't do that, and they gradually became mm-hmm. more the opposite. Yeah. All right. Well, there are some cool stunts in this movie, though, or, like, effects, I guess. Effects? There's not really any stunts. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the window thing. Like, that, that was cool. Yeah. That was really cool, considering that, you know, it's a wind demon or whatever. I mean, either way, it was fine. Yeah. Any issues we have. I mean, first-time director. It's true. Basically a first-time writer. Mm-hmm. I do have some, like, points to note, though. All right. So we can discuss those. All right. So this movie is kind of different than the stereotypical Western. Yeah. You know, there's no cowboys. No. And posses and all that. Mm-mm. Did you kind of like this idea of a Western, or would you yes. have preferred the more standard? Uh, I think I would have preferred that, mm-hmm. but... I still like this. You didn't think it was too bad? No, because I think it's more indicative of what, like... A Western can encompass? Yeah, because it, it's more it's more broad strokes. It's more like, I guess, I never really considered, like, a family drama set on the prairie as a Western. But, I mean, it is, right? It's the same period. It's the same idea. Yeah, Little House on the Prairie would beg the differ. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought... I've never seen that, but sure. I mean, it's not entirely, but it's kind of similar. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess it... It broadens my idea of what a Western can be, and also it just makes sense, and I like I like it. I liked it. Okay. I liked the setup a lot, and I think if they executed it better, it probably, if they had executed it differently, it could have been better. What do you think about the idea of, like, something benign being able to drive someone insane? Do you think that was scary? That seems like something you'd think would be scary. Yeah, that's pretty scary. I, I did, They didn't lean into that a lot. No, I wish they had. I wish they I had. I wish they had more, yes. I agree. Like, more of, more wind. More wind doing stuff it shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. Which would have made me, which made it made scarier. You know what? I think I figured out why this film kind of didn't do it for me. Why is that? The setup feels kind of like it could be a folk like story. Yeah, like folk horror. That's but what then, I wanted. But then the execution feels more like just a standard supernatural movie. Mm-hmm. That I think that best summarizes what I think it was. If it had been more stuff about like what's out in the prairie at night, oh, like just fi- if it had shown more just like figures outside, it, just, it and lost stuff, the it. The ambience it built at the very beginning. Yeah, I think I think with this one, it has so much potential to be such a such such a low jump scare horror atmospheric film. Atmospheric horror film with the wind, and it doesn't do that. Yeah, I think I much would have preferred that. Honestly, I think that's probably the best way to summarize it. I think that's what I was missing. Like, oh god, they could have done so much cool shit with the wind, man. Yeah, and that's my problem. All right, well, uh, I got. Two more questions for you. All right, Benjamin, hit me. Well, one question and then a, just a general statement. A, would you be interested in watching the 1927 film or playing the game? Ooh. Not necessarily for this podcast, but just in general. I think the game could be fun. The game could be fun. Because I feel like the game probably captures the atmosphere better. From what I read about the 1927 film, it seems very different. Really? Yeah. Like, similar concepts in the wind and madness and stuff, mm-hmm. but like... Very different plot-wise? Yeah. I that I think that that I think this as a concept is very cool, but the execution yeah, so it'd be means, interesting seeing it executed in a different way. Yeah, and I also think it being a silent film would be really interesting because you don't get to hear the wind. No, you would just it would be implied. 
Might be worth a watch though. Maybe. Maybe if we ever do black and white or silent films as a category, maybe you could throw it on there. Because I would actually I would be invested in in doing that. Actually. I don't really think that's a horror film though. Ah, really? Interesting. No. Huh. I was just wondering because like they feel related, and I can't imagine this director didn't know about it if it's that famous, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would assume they would have pulled some inspiration from the original. But maybe I'm wrong. That's all I got though. I mean, we kind of went back and forth on the point of it was okay, but. I wanted it to be something different, and we couldn't really put our fingers on it. But yeah, I that's all I got. I I really don't have much to say. Like it was, it was good. I, I would have preferred if the the things went a little differently. Yeah, I. It's really really hard for me to like pinpoint exactly, but like I don't really give a shit about the plot of this movie. Oh, especially because of the time jumping around. It's not like the plot is the focus. It's the feel. Yeah, and. The movie tries to make the plot feel important, but you... And I I don't know if this is a bad thing, but you see everything coming before it happens. Like, that's on purpose. That's on purpose, but it's also like, I don't know. it. In this film, the plot is the driving force behind some of the tonal shifts, if that makes sense. Like the yeah. reveals of them, but... Yeah, it. I, if it was... I don't know. I, I, I'm, just, I'm really, really struggling to come up with some way to make... I think my problem is how this movie tackles the the dichotomy between whether or not it's an actual demon or if she's just going mad. Because the only perspective we get the whole movie is the person who is going mad. So there's no... Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly going mad. So there's no, like, outside perspective. So all basically, it it feeds you the lens of the movie from this one view... And if we had gotten some stuff from a different view, maybe I could have bought either side. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the classic unreliable narrator, except they don't give you a, a hint to tell you whether it's unreliable or not. Yeah. But and it's set up like it could be, so it's... I don't know. I thought my issue was, like, it goes for a certain tone, and then it doesn't nail it, and it changes. Yeah, but, it doesn't. All right, who'd you recommend it for, Bob? I don't know. Actually, you know... Uh, what have I? What? A, what other? I think this. I think this does feel folk horror as a genre. Gonna be honest. Mm, from from so. my from Bob's perspective, how about that? From my non seeing any of the other movies. Actually, I've seen one folk horror movie. What did you see? Uh, I think it's called The Ritual. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. That is. But it, I guess it contains the same vibes. No, I would say. See that that's my issue is I feel like the setup. Could have been full core. It definitely could have. But then it does a tonal shift and it leaves that genre. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I was going to say if you enjoy full core movies, then maybe give this a try. But see, I do. And my main issue is it starts out like it's going to be a full core story. Yeah. And then kind of. It definitely feels like it at the beginning. But then it doesn't. Yeah. And it that's. Especially with the inclusion of the stuff with the goat and the animals and like. The yeah. stuff with the wolves. The beginning nails it decently. And yeah, then, especially the thing with the, the. I will say the thing with the wolves is is cool. And then it, it was shifts. a very cool like way to tease what was going on. And that shift just feels like a more standard, yeah, supernatural movie like Insidious or something. <sighs> Anyone else you'd recommend it to? No, I don't. I don't really have any good recommendation recommendations this one because I don't know what it. I, <laughs> you don't know if you liked it. I don't even know if I like it that much. But it's also like I, it doesn't fit. It fits the western genre, but I would not recommend this to someone who is a fan of westerns. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's very difficult to nail. Of like, I don't know. I don't even know what I would like. In what situation would I watch this movie? Never again. And on this podcast. On this pod, like it's fine. It just doesn't do anything for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess for my recommendation, maybe if you wanted to see like a film that focuses on isolation. Yeah, that could work. And then maybe plays with non-chronological storytelling. Yeah. Because I think it does that well. I do like that part. I'm not sure if I... That's something that I actually enjoyed. How good the inclusion of non-chronological storytelling was. I think it worked decently well in this film, but you could make an argument it doesn't. However, it's done very well. That's it what is I will done say. well, yeah. So I think those two points would be my main recommendation. And then finally, I think it starts off like it's going to be a full core story. And again, it switches into a more generic ghost story, kind of monster story thing. Yeah. Demon story, whatever you want to call it. And to me, that ruins like the full core vibe that I'm getting from it. Fair and enough. It ruins is the wrong word. It, it makes it disappointing as a full core story. And it makes it feel more like if we were going to say here's folk horror, mm-hmm. it would be like off to the side. Yeah. It's just kind of fringe. Mm-hmm. So Fair I enough. wouldn't necessarily recommend it to someone who's interested in folk horror. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, if you've seen that documentary, it's worth a fun watch. Yeah. And also, if you're just looking for science set in like the plains, yeah. that's a very odd setting. So It is. Maybe we're just worth checking out for that reason. And I think like... Plus it's artsy. So if you want it kind is of like artsy. an art I was, film, go- I was about to say, like... Of all the complaints we have in this movie, it's a very pretty movie. There are oh lots of really it's pretty shots pretty. of the plains and like very cool shots of the mountains. But when I say art, I mean more like kind of that avant-garde kind of style of mm-hmm. cinematography. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, I guess you want to go to the ratings? Yeah, how about it? Uh, You start, so. Yeah. Uh, Shit. Two, two and a half? Why? Uh, once again, it's fine. It's fine. I, I don't think it's that scary there's some parts that got me i think the plot is mediocre i don't really give a shit about a lot of the characters because there are like six of them and they don't really do anything other than the main other than lizzie like there's so much of this movie that is just nothing happening and if they and it is and it is creepy and atmospheric and then as soon as stuff starts happening it just throws it out the window goes fucking a get out of here and it's like, all right, well, that I was spooky and scared for like 15 minutes. Can you give me more of that, please? Like, yeah. But if it had been less in your face, like scary, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. And if it had been played more with the idea of something, I think if this movie focused more on of what is in the planes and less about like, I don't know, it completely changes the story if you look at it from a different perspective other than what's going on in Lizzie's head, right? But I think that's a more interesting story if you frame it that way. Like, if you frame it differently, I don't know. It, It's fine. All right. So, I think I'm also going to give it a two and a half. See, I think this is, like, honestly our first, like, completely middle-of-the-road movie. Yeah, because it's, it's not even, like, three middle-of-the-road. No, it's... I, I felt like this movie, it had a lot of potential in the setup of someone's alone, and being alone messes with their head. But yeah. also, there might be a scary monster. Yeah. That's such a great concept. It's so good, especially with the setting of the prairie. Like, yeah. that's something I've never seen before. It's interesting. So cool. And, like, just the vast emptiness of it all. Uh-huh. But you know what my issue was? They didn't They didn't set a tone and stick with it. Either it needed to be a straight-up uh, spooky ghost movie. Yep. Like, Insidious, which I keep saying because someone in this was in Insidious. I believe yeah. it was the main female actor. Yeah, she's in... The, the Last Key, the which last is the key. last one. Yeah. Or it needed to be more, like atmospheric and folk esque where it's about like the people and the environment. Mm-hmm. Either of those would have been very great, but the difference is one of them's very subtle and yeah. atmospheric, and one of them's kind of in your face. Oh, could and you rem- oh. 
The oh. film mixed both of those to the negative effect of each. It's like oil and water. They, they, you put them both in the same thing, but they don't mix. They so, just don't mix. But sometimes they mix, and you make soap, and that's great. <laughs> we didn't get soap. No, we got garbage. <laughs> and I'm mad about it. <laughs> we got the, the Gulf of Mexico after the oil spill. It's, uh, and I don't think it was bad. I don't either. That's the problem. I just think it didn't meet the goals it set out to meet. No. But because it's well shot... And I the acting's good. I think the acting's fine most of the time. Yeah. I I think the sets are really well designed. Yeah. I think it gets a a point rating, so it's two point five. Yeah. But yeah. It's it was kind of a lackluster start to the season. I know. I'm so upset about it, man. I I mean, <sighs> damn it. I'm glad I watched it. I hadn't seen it before. Yeah, I'm glad. We, I, once again, I'm glad. I'm we glad watched we watched it. it on the board. Yeah, it was good. a fun board movie. It was a fun movie. Uh, it, you can't really tell by the way we're talking about it, but it's just because we're so like, eh. it's because we've watched so much other good shit, right? It's not even that. It's this is a hard movie to talk about. It is because it. It's worth a watch if you're interested, but I can't even firm down a genre. It's just it. It is. Eh. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I. I. It feels really bad to- not being able to talk about the movie on a movie podcast because it's like, yeah. it's just so hard to unpack. Well, it's there, there's a lot of nothing yeah. that also just happens to be kind of something. Exactly. I don't know. And look, I want to wrap up this section, right, before we go to our outtakes because we yeah. do have a lot of outtakes of Bob screaming. <laughs> yeah. If I was to do anything with this movie uh-huh. uh, that I think could improve it, first of all, A, I don't know if you noticed... We didn't get, like, any open shots of the prairie, really. No! Which is so weird for a film set in the prairie that we don't focus on the emptiness of it all. Dude. I Okay, I wanted to bring this up. Before, before you continue whatever you're saying, I wanted to say this. You know what would have been so fucking cool? What? So cool. If this movie had leaned into the prairie more by by giving us more of, like, um... When she's first home alone and she thinks there are demons outside and something is knocking on the door and there's no one there, more of shit like that, or more of just the wind rattling the windows, That's or all something subtle stuff, you know? Yeah, I just want more of that because that is that actually is atmospheric and scary and interesting. Again, like I say, it starts that way and then it goes full ghost and it they clash. They do, and it the doesn't it, it doesn't mix well. I would have liked to have seen more of like it leaning into that the environment. And the other thing, it's just me, maybe, but how do I put this? For a film called The Wind, the wind is hardly in it. I want more wind. It's in it at first. And that stuff when is it's, cool. When it's folk horror, right at the beginning, it's the wind. Yep. After about 30 minutes, it switches to demons and there's no more wind. No more wind. I mean, there's a wind as a force, but it's not yeah. the wind. It's the demon. Uh-huh. And um, Stupid as hell. Because like, you can see the, the demon shape in it. Yeah. It's not cool. No. I would have liked more wind. Yeah, same. You know what else I would have liked? If you had gotten more open shots of the prairie and you could see something moving around in the grass. Well, just like the the wind blowing the grass and yeah. you could see that reflection thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. That would be cool, wouldn't it, Ben? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but again, that would be more of a folk core story. Yeah. But that's what you're describing. Like that's I said, what I want. This appeared like that's what it wanted to be, and then it just didn't do it. That's why I don't want to call it folk core. Yeah. But we're checking out, I guess. Uh, good first-time directing uh, from... Yeah. Emma, right? Is that her name? Yeah, I think so. Let me check her name out. It was something Tommy. Emma Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. first, first for a first movie, pretty first solid. Movie, pretty solid. Yeah, good job. Good I'm job. looking forward to seeing maybe if you do another movie. Yeah. Uh, same to Teresa Sutherland. You've written Midnight Mass, which is also 
Oh, that's a fucking very good. good. Not can by I, yourself. You worked with other people. Yeah. But can I be honest? I I, I want to talk about the a little bit. That is my favorite TV show of all time. Is it really? Yes. Have you not? It's phenomenal. All it's right. eight episodes, like an hour a piece. Oh, it's seven. It might be seven. That show is immaculate. And I, the thing is, I went in without having seen the trailer. The trailer ruined it. From what I know, that's also closer to the folklore. Oh, it's really good, dude. Um, I think you'd really like it. But yeah, you got anything else to say? No, I think I'm good. I. This. All right. Well, let's go to the outtakes. Yeah, I guess we'll see you in a Woo! minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our review of the win so far. I don't have a lot to say about this movie, so I guess we'll just keep moving right on in to the outtakes. This first outtake is mine and Ben's reaction to seeing Elizabeth for the very first time in the movie. She covered him. What is that? Well, it's red. It's a blood? So Yeah, I would assume it's blood. Is she holding a baby? Did you help someone give birth? <gasps> the close-up didn't help me at all. <clears throat> that was she's she is um uh, uh spooky lady. This next clip is mine and Ben's reaction to seeing Emma's corpse for the very first time. Oh, someone shot her in the face during childbirth. No, she was probably dying due to the childbirth, and they put her out of her misery. Oh, that's fucked up! Because they just put the baby in there with her. <clears throat> I assume the baby. Oh, my lord. Like, I get it. Like, that... Oh, God. That's sad. That's so sad. See, the issue is they just missed half her face. This next clip is a quick conversation Ben and I had about C-sections during the middle of the movie. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it would have helped if someone helped her clean up all this blood. Oh, ah, ah. What, is she going to perform a goddamn C-section? Yeah, they got to get the baby out. They're just going to do it with a knife? Yeah, how do you think they performed C-sections before? Well, I didn't know that they knew how to do a C-section. Oh, we've always known how to do them. Now, I guess making them survivable is the issue. Fair. But it's a pretty simple maneuver. You just cut the baby out. I know, but it's still just like... I can ah. cut a baby out of you. Don't even need to find an actual baby. Just gotta get chopping. Pull something out. What is wrong with you? This next clip is our reaction to a pack of wild dogs attempting to chase down Elizabeth and eat her. Ooh, that is not... Those look kind of like my dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what my dog's supposed to look like. Eh, not really. But she doesn't. If she was full husky, maybe. Those are wolf dogs, though. Oh, yeah. God damn, that would be so scary, bruh. I think that's her feelings about this, too. Holy shit! They're actually, like, coming for her, too, through the door and everything. They're probably hungry. That's fucking freaky. I don't think I've ever seen... I think that might be the first dog attack we've seen in a movie. Other than us watching dogs get eaten, which happens all the fucking time. Michael! Michael! <laughs> fucking A! That scared the piss out of me. Jesus Christ, stupid fucking dog. This next clip is proof that Benjamin knows a little more than he's letting on. And no children. And no little ones. 
There it is. Jesus Christ. How the fuck do you know that was coming? Because I always know. This next clip is our reaction to the wind finally beginning to play tricks on Elizabeth. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Lizzie, please shut the fucking door. Um, this shit. This is the type of shit that gets me back. It's just outside, Bob. It's not just outside, Ben. Yeah. Just the wind. If the, if it not, don't you dare knock. If you knock again, bitch, you better be Walter White. It better be Walter White on the other side of that door. I'm the one who knocks. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> oh, no. Why would you? No, no. Hi, I am not a fan. <clears throat> I am not a fan of this type of horror. Don't look out the window! What is wrong with you? This next clip is my reaction to a jump scare provided by Emma. What does that say? Swifty. <laughs> oh no, you dumb bitch. That scared the fuck out of me. Ah! Abbott on the destroyer. Oh God. No, I don't think she wants to play a game. I do. Shut up. What are we playing, Ouija? No, bro. Get the fuck out of here. That's not happening. This final outtake is our reaction to Elizabeth's final encounter with the demon. Which them like wolves. That's true. <gasps> oh God, I don't even <laughs> just slamming the door in her face like that. Holy shit, that was cool. Whoa. Oh. Oh my lord. Hi, Reverend. Oh. God damn. These demons got hands. Beating the fuck out of her. Holy shit. Oh, she fell on a pair of scissors. That sucks. Did stab her somewhere important? I can't tell. Maybe a kidney. Maybe a gut. Could be something. Could be nothing. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah, hope you enjoyed the outtakes more than our uh, discussion of this movie. Not that our discussion was bad, but, like, just having watched the movie with Bob, I know our outtakes were much higher energy than our, like, actual discussion was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because, again, okay movie, just very disappointing for us. Yeah. Uh, I, rough way to start the board. Even rougher way to start the Western genre. That's what makes me sad. This, is I was so excited for I'm going to be honest with you, Bob. This was the movie I was the most iffy about. Damn it. What is it with me and picking just, like... The worst shit. I don't know. It's just you. I just I'm bad at picking. I mean, it's good to get it out of the way now. But I like, guess. Oh, if we ended the board on this one, yeah. Oy. But was the one I was the most I, I think, iffy about. So we'll see next time we do westerns if you like it more. Hopefully, um, I'll like it more. It was good getting to see this one. That's like not close to a traditional western in like yeah 
themes, but closer in setting of the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, I enjoyed that part. In that sense, I'm glad we had it. As far as announcements go, uh, we got our episode next week. That's episode two of the board. Yeah, episode uh, 22 of the show. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to keep track of. Yeah. We are going to be watching another space. Don't know what movie we're watching yet. I don't know. I haven't decided. Bob hasn't decided what category he's going to choose. Probably Cosmic. I like, think he's probably going to choose Lovecraft, Lovecraft or another probably. Western. I might save Japanese horror because it kind of scares me. <laughs> it should, Bob. It scares me real bad. It, it should. <sighs> uh, with that being said, our only like special event coming up is we are releasing another holiday episode soon. Yeah, April Fool's. April 1st, we're yeah. releasing an April Fool's episode. Yep. And I swear to God, we're not lying. No, that's not a joke. Yeah, he's not pranking you by being like, April Fool's up. No, we're really- Unless we're I'm wa- joking about this, but- No, I wouldn't allow it on the podcast. Well, you can't we were lie to the audience. Into it, we're, we're joking about joking? No. No, we're actually going to watch so an April are Fool's joking? movie on the podcast. On yep. April 1st, yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Will it be a horror movie? I've yet to find out. Bob, we haven't watched it yet. Yeah, we haven't watched it uh, yet. But we're going to record that later. So, um, yeah, thanks for sticking with us today. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Beware the Board. It's where I post everything about the show, updates about the show. Uh, I link to every episode when it goes live. I also post polls there if we have them. Uh, every Monday, I post a spoiler post. So, like, basically, it'll just be the cover of the movie we're watching on Friday. And if you want to reveal it, like, to show it, you can. And then you can watch the movie before we watch it. So you don't have anything spoiled when we talk about it. Just in case you want to keep up. Well, uh, go check us out on YouTube. That's yeah, where well, you can watch our videos. Yeah, right that's right where everything right. is right now. not on Spotify yet. Uh, if you're watching us on there, I know our comment section might seem very, very lonely. So uh, you might want to maybe put some comments there. We actually do need recommendations for random categories for the board. Be and the also win through our leaves. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. If you have any movies that you want us to watch on the show, leave them in the comments so Ben can look into it. Or maybe some category suggestions for Bob because he thinks he's bad at picking categories. I think I'm bad, but we'll see with this one, okay? Yeah, I think that about wraps it up, Ben. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. So I guess we'll see you next week.